Fun fact, listeners. Actually, not so fun fact. Did you know we're eating and drinking roughly a credit card's worth of plastic a week? Yep, that's right. The products we're using every day are ultimately contaminating our water supply, generating hundreds of microplastics that we end up ingesting. So Blue Land set out to do something about it by eliminating the need for single-use plastics in the products we reach for the most. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful, cohesive design that look great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Refills start at just $2.25. You can even set up a subscription or buy in bulk for additional savings. It's really a game changer because it's such a space saver in my crazy life. No more bulky bottles of liquid filling up my cabinets and my Costco cart. I love it. And you will love this. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash clink to get 15% off. Where are all my lady listeners at? Because I am talking to you. Is your time of month an easy breezy situation? Or are you like me? And for about a week before your period starts, all you want to do is stay in bed and also eat anything and everything. Or maybe you're experiencing the joys of menopause or that sneaky bee perimenopause. Well, then ladies, you've got to try Hormone Harmony. Hormone Harmony is made by the Happy Mammoth Company, which I've been a big fan of for a while now. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called aptogens. Now, here's the beauty about aptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold like hot flashes, night sweats, racing thoughts, low moods, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed with someone. You know what I mean? Yes. Hormone harmony can help with all those things. And the biggest benefit is feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews of hormone harmony for a limited time. You can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code clink at checkout. That's happymammoth.com dot com and use code clink for 15% off today. Clink clink ladies. Hi and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. In the hizzy. In the hizzy. Okay, so we are one week into school for you. Well, actually a couple days. And Three days. My kid doesn't even start school until next week or this week, actually. I guess a couple days from when you're listening to this. 
And it's balls to the walls to only have one home. I was just telling Gretchen, I'm it's no bueno. No, it's such a tease. It is. It's really is. <laughs> <laughs> I had PTO meeting today. I had to find babysitting. I mean, ugh. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. We need to get them all shipped off. Yeah, I got teased today, too. They told me they were going to come and take down this ginormous oh. tree in front of my house. Oh, no, gosh. No you, showy-uppy. You even had the Germans move the car. I did. I know. I got all the neighbors excited. I thought we would all just stand out there and watch, watch the tree come down. I thought it would. I thought it was going to be real exciting. I told the kids about it. I told them I was going to videotape it so they could watch it after school. Mm. No, didn't happen. No, no cummy downy. Let me show you this fun mug that I'm drinking out of. Mm-hmm. You see it? Yeah. Guess where it's from? Where? Magnolia in Waco. Oh. You get iced tea in this thing. Yeah, and cute. It's so cute, isn't it? Okay, I have to tell you something that happened to me in Texas yesterday. Do tell. I was coming out of Dave and Buster's. Mm-hmm. And I looked at my girlfriend's hair. I don't think I told you this. Did I tell you about this? The hair standing straight up? No. Okay. So her hair is standing straight up. And then like I look at about Colton's Mary? hair. What? No. Like not something, <laughs> about something about Mary. No. Like you just put a balloon and rub it against hair. your okay, hair. Okay. The stat- like, static in her hair. Uh huh. Yes. And Colton's hair is standing straight up. Yeah. And my hair. And then she's like, oh my God, your hair is standing straight up. So. We are like, holy cow, taking pictures. I think it's just the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. And the clouds are pretty dark. And I told you there was thunderstorms. So I ended up looking it up online. And it says, if your hair is standing straight up and there are thunderstorms in the area, you are about to get struck by lightning. Like in big, black, bold letters. Like, don't fucking do that ever. <laughs> well, I'm glad you took cover in the Dave and Busters. Listen. From your near-death experience. I was the idiot taking pictures, which then after I read this whole story about these idiots taking pictures, thinking the same things, and then they got struck by lightning and died. Well, I'm sure if you read that on the internet, it's true. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> it was on Daily Mail also. Oh, Okay. That's pretty totally. legit source. Yeah. Okay. So if anybody doesn't know, I'm sure everybody in Texas knows that don't, you know, think it's real funny that your hair is standing on end. Um, but now, you know, if you didn't know before. All right. Dude, I'm thinking about going to Dave and Buster's. I think I'm breaking up with Chuck E. Cheese. I, I think-, think Dave and Buster's is so fun. On Tuesdays, I don't know if it's everywhere, but it's half price games. Here it's Wednesdays. Oh, I wait. haven't been. I just Wednesday? examined the website. Yesterday was Wednesday. Okay, it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Wednesday is half price games. That's when I went. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Listen, something pretty bananas happened in my hood. I read. I follow like all the local sheriff's departments. You know. Yeah. On Facebook, which I recommend everybody does. Yeah, it is a good thing to do. It is a good thing to do because the police. They give you information what's going on if there's a bunch of, you know, car robberies or, you know, like whatever. You need to stay in the loop. Right. So, um, and, you know, it's good tea. 
So uh, they just casually posted that someone was waving a gun in front of a school in That's my area. And um, yeah, I thought that's weird. That's like not even. A- Anyways, they apprehended the suspect and he did, in fact, have a loaded gun on him. That's what the post said. And I thought that's weird. That's like not even on the news. I mean, that is a big yeah. deal to me. Right. And it's true. Yeah, and it's true. So today there was a sheriff standing outside of my kid's school handing out little sheriff stickers. So I, you know, walked my kids up to the front and then on the way back, I was like, hey, dude, I follow you on Facebook. What's up with this? What school was it? Yeah. Yeah. He was like, I don't know. I try to stay off social media. I was like, is it just me or was Uh, that not a big deal? Like, that's not like water cooler cop talk. I feel like that's a big one. He just doesn't want to say. He didn't know. You don't think he knew? I don't think he knew. I mean, what an idiot. Which is like, if that's not water cooler cop talk, then what other shady shit is going on that that's not a big enough deal to like yeah, gossip right? about? I feel like he knew. He just didn't want to tell you. No, he was a very nice officer, actually. I was impressed. Um, Your makeup looks damn good today. It does? It does. Yes. Yeah, it really does. Are you ready to hear a crime today? You know it. You know it. Okay, Gretchy, this case comes from all over the world. Upstate New York, San Francisco, Sin City, Las Vegas, Miami, the Caribbean, all the way to Amsterdam and back. Whoa. I'm going to start in New York. Okay. A beautiful Mm -hmm. little girl was born to two parents that they probably would admit were not ready to raise a child. Heather Tallchief was born January 7th, 1972, to a Native American father, hence her last name, and an American-Italian mother. And together, these two really created one little disco biscuit. I was going to say, that sounds like a beautiful combination. Dude, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And and it is. It, it was. It is. Her mother unfortunately, left her and the family when Heather was just a couple years old and her dad, Frank, stayed to raise her. Frank, by his own admission, was a drug addict, sniffing glue and downing alcohol. So taking care of little Heather probably wasn't his best attribute. What is sniffing glue? I guess... (laughs) I get I heard an interview with him like he sniffed glue. I guess you sniff glue like paint shit, you know, like the fumes. That's called huffing. Huffing. Sure. OK. But you don't do it with glue. Well, he did it with glue, he said. And then he would he didn't like the taste of alcohol. So then he would down alcohol. After he sniffed glue and then it didn't taste as bad. I don't know. This shit is not at my alley at all. I mean, I like the smell of gasoline, but I don't. That is so weird. You always say that. That is super weird. You don't like the smell of gasoline? Okay, it is a thing. I thought you were cracked. I looked it up. (laughs) Sniffing glue. 
people sniff glue. I don't know. That's just a, a side hobby I didn't I wasn't aware of. Okay. I just had to verify. I mean, I didn't want us to go down the like, you know, comptroller. Comptroller. Yeah. Comptroller. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It is so okay. He's sniffing the glue. He's okay. sniffing the glue and drinking the alcohol. Okay. And not taking care of Heather. But he is finding other women to take care of because he ended up marrying somebody else who ended up being Heather's stepmother, who also did not treat Heather very kindly. And once she had her own kids, you know, Heather was a second-class citizen in the family. I hate that. I hate it, too. Yeah, I mean, it happens, right? Yeah. Although her siblings really loved her and her little sister especially. Um, she felt as if she was a burden to the family and not really loved. As soon as Heather was old enough to get the heck out of Dodge, she did. And she found herself all the way across the country into San Francisco, California. In San Francisco, Heather got a job as a certified nurse's assistant at an AIDS hospital. And this is in the early, early 90s. Okay. Okay. So Heather worked with terminally ill patients. Um, usually on their last days of life. And she had a real care for people. I see sometimes people that are in situations where their early life wasn't so good. They're, they care for people a lot in their adult life. You notice that? Yeah, I think that that's true often. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not always, but... I have this feeling that Heather kind of did that. Yeah. It seems to, if you had it like some kind of bad childhood, it seems to swing one way or the other. You either become like abusive or Mm -hmm. completely the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So she had a real care for people. She enjoyed taking care of them and she really worked with like the sick and dying. So although she was doing well in her job, And felt needed and wanted, which I think is what she was lacking as a child. Um, It didn't put her, it didn't pull her out of her own addictions. Just as her life felt like it was spiraling out of control because she was young and doing drugs at the age of 20 years old. uh, By the time she was 21, she had lost the nursing job and she had met a man while she was hanging out at a bar in San Francisco, an older man, actually. She found him attractive, and he, of course, found Heather attractive and a little wild. He bought her a drink, and hook, line, and sinker, she was smitten. This man's name was Roberto Solis. But he introduced himself as Julius Suave. Wait, what? Yeah. So his real name is Roberto Solis. Okay. Yeah. He meets meets Heather at a bar, Mm -hmm. but he introduces himself as Julius. Oh, Julius. I thought you said Julia. No, Julius. Julius. Julius Suave. Or Suave. S-U-E-V-E. Suave is awesome. I mean, cool name. Roberto, I'm going to refer to him because that's his real name. Um, was 27 years older than Heather. 
Um, But he had this way about him that Heather immediately was intrigued. He was into black magic, tarot reading cards, very spiritual guy. Right away, Roberto read Heather her cards and showed her the more spiritual side of herself. He also practiced this thing called sex magic. You ever heard of it? No. So I had not heard of it either. So I had to look it up. And it actually was started in the 1900s, like the early 1900s. And I found an article, I found a few articles, but I found this one in particular article that kind of laid it out in Teen Vogue, dated April 2019. It gives a pretty good dive into sex magic. And first of all, I will tell you, it freaked me out that I found this in a magazine for teenagers. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm pretty sure I never read stuff like this as a teenager you know, in the Cosmos or I don't know. I mean, I guess mm. Cosmo has some sex stuff, but Teen Vogue, really? Yeah. Sex magic? Well, I don't know if, if I'm reacting to this. Tell You got to tell me what it is. Okay. So basically it says through orgasms, you create energy and you use that energy to gather your goals or things or something that you want. So like, say you want to raise from your job, you need some more money. You think about it then you have an orgasm and think about it while you're having an orgasm and then bam, you get a raise the next day. Okay. Okay. I don't think a lot of teenagers are having orgasms. (laughs) I don't think so either. I mean, teenage girls. Just saying. I don't. So in, in, in this, in this article also, it talked about like doing it yourself. I don't know. It was just a little too much for a teenager for me, per se. I don't think I'm going to be letting my kid read that magazine as a okay. teenager. Just saying. I think that, I, I don't know. I mean, basically, it's you, you have some sex, the energy comes out, and you create your, your own destiny by these orgasms. Shit. I'm open to I it. Think- Maybe that's what I've been doing wrong. <laughs> I think that it was made up by a bunch of people that just wanted to get off more often. Yeah, whatever. And this is what I call the art of persuasion. So I just okay. want to thank well, Dr. Martin. Maybe I'll get myself a boat. I've been wanting one for a <laughs> Seriously. while. Dude, you should start doing that. Um, I think it's, I think it's like. Worth a shot. Yeah, I don't know. So anyways, okay. Roberto was very into sex magic. Okay. Okay. Roberto is reading cards and performing sex magic and Heather is head over heels for this guy. He makes her feel like a queen. And that's something that she really never felt before. So she was immediately putty in his hands. Whatever Roberto wanted to do, Heather wanted to do too. Roberto was living in San Francisco as well. Um, but thought that Sin City might be a better direction for him and her. And so they took off to Las Vegas. Roberto, Roberto is a pretty smart guy. He thinks that he can become a professional gambler. Um, but I think you and I know that doesn't really work out so well. I think it works out for like a handful of people. And that's it. Yeah, it's 
a very few handful. And unless you have a very lot of money to go handful. in, yeah. it's not going to happen. And so, they're like on the like professional poker tour. I, that really works out. I could never be married to a professional gambler. No way. No way. I check my bank account every mofo day. <laughs> I need do. to know. <laughs> yes, I do. Like when I'm checking emails, mm-hmm. check my credit. I know all where all my business is happening. You're amazing. Okay. Yeah. Like that. So that gambling thing, watching a big droop. Yeah, no, that would not for not for me. That would probably cause you anxiety. Listen. Well, I want to be Erica Jane. Check yeah. your shit. Right. Right. Yeah. So their money was dwindling and they needed to get jobs. Um, but the problem was that Roberto getting a job, not so much because Roberto was actually a convicted felon. Mm. And, you know, those background checks probably don't check out so well with this guy, uh, especially since he's going by aliases as well. Yeah. Roberto did tell Heather about his past. He told her that when he was younger, he made a huge mistake and accidentally killed a guy while he was trying to rob him. While that is true, he did kill a guy. I don't think it was by accident. What actually happened was Roberto went to rob an armored truck at Woolworths parking lot. And when the guy came out with no money, Roberto got pretty pissed. And when the guy turned around, he shot him and killed him. Oh, that's ruthless. This guy that he killed, his name was Luis Drake. And Roberto spent almost 20 years in prison. In those 20 years, Roberto became a poet, a acclaimed poet, a published poet by the name of Pancho Aguila. Did people know he was in prison? Because I feel like that helps sell your poetry. Yes, they did know he was in prison. He was actually the chairman of the Writers League in the Folsom prison. Ooh. The poems that he wrote were political and deep, and lots of people were real fond of Poncho. Um, I think Poncho might have been like his alter ego. Um, so although Roberto was sentenced to a natural life in prison, these artists wrote into the parole board on Roberto's behalf to get him released early because they were like, this guy is reformed. He's not who he went in as, you know, he's like now Poncho and he's amazing. Okay. And the parole board believed it. So in 1992, they released him. But he didn't stay out of prison long. He immediately got caught selling drugs, went back into prison, um, but then was released pretty quickly after that. So, dude, I'm like, don't you like, I thought you get out of prison and if you're on parole and you get something done like you go back for a long time but this guy's pretty lucky murderer i will say it is pretty maddening though that it's like these prisoners end up turning to drugs or like whatever because they can't get a job we need to work on that. right okay 
Although there is something, let me tell you, because I watched the Love After Lockup, there is something to the fact that sometimes there are people you can hand them every opportunity in the world post-prison and they're already... They're career criminals. It's not they like, are, yeah, is they, that what you mean? They, yeah, they're already like, they, they can't get away from it. They get high off the adrenaline of committing yes. cr- criminal activity. And so they just resort back to it. It sucks. Yes. Listen, if I was in prison for 20 years and I got out because these people love my poetry, maybe I would stick to poetry. Just saying. Yeah. So Heather knew about this guy's past somewhat, right? She knew he what he she knew he killed somebody. She knew he yeah. spent 20 years in prison. Um but I think his spirituality and his Latin lover persuasion and the way he treated her, she didn't care. And she kind of liked that he was a wild card. I mean, I remember being 21 and having a little wild side too. I wouldn't have dated a convicted murderer, but I see her being so young and naive and not really yeah, totally understanding, right? He probably yeah. read her poetry too and just like, woo-woo-woo. Roberto wasn't the hardworking type, but he knew that Heather was. So he found her a job instead of him. Mm. He had Heather apply for for a armored security driver at Loomis, the very same company that he had robbed 20 years before, the very same company that he blamed for putting him in prison for 20 years. Mm. Heather had a squeaky clean record. She was a nurse's assistant, worked with the dying patients. She was young and she was real pretty. So she got the job and she got promoted very quickly. At first, she just drove around notes from like casino to casino. And then she got promoted to driving around a whole lot of cash. Yeah. While she's driving a whole lot of cash from casino to casino, Roberto is following her every move. This guy was no dummy and he was not reformed. He is a mastermind and a master criminal. He probably thought about that all those years he was sitting in the clink. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he did. So after some thought, Roberto made a plan. He and Heather, they went and rented a warehouse garage space where she told the owner that they did armor vehicle repair. They made a big fake sign for their business. They made business cards with the names Nicole Rieger and Joseph Panura. And these two made a plan to rob all the money in Heather's armored vehicle. And although Heather claims she would do whatever Roberto said and has made it now seem like Roberto would have harmed her if she didn't, I think it's maybe possible that Heather kind of wanted to do it also. Um, Well, she knew what she was doing if she got the, you know, she got the job. She got the job. At his encouragement. Yeah, come on. She was the run that rented the warehouse and you said she's a drug user correct she was i'm sure like i'm thinking they probably had to do drug tests after the to get that job though so i don't know the 90s i don't know 90s 
I, I bet those drug so, tests didn't include glue because, <laughs> oh, that was true. her dad. <laughs> that was her dad. Because, you know, there's I, only like certain drugs on the screening. I know. And I, you know, I think she did meth if I uh, recall what I was, what I was reading. So I don't know. I mean, I know she did drugs in the past. I don't know how, if she was still doing coke or what methamphetamines. I don't know. Um, she okay. was carrying a gun. She was driving an armored vehicle. I would hope that they do drug tests on those people, but I don't know. And she was driving around over $3 million, Gretchy. So I cannot imagine the anticipation to actually pull this off um, where you're going to rob millions of dollars from your employer. But I can also think that it's probably quite thrilling, right? Like the adrenaline rush to do something like that is probably pretty high. Um, I mean, I imagine for some people it is a high. I mean, I would just get diarrhea. (laughs) It would. (laughs) I can only equate it to like riding on a roller coaster to me because, you know, when you're going up that like I hate that part. It is like you have so much anxiety, or I do at least. Like yeah, I want to have I diarrhea at that part. My I feel sometimes like I'm gonna have a damn heart attack. Yeah. And then you finally get to the top and you got start going down, and then your stomach drops and you're like, holy shit. Then you kind live. of like level out and you live and you're like, that was awesome. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. That's kind of how I feel. Like she on October 1st. 1993 probably got in her car and she's feeling like she's going up that ramp and then as soon as she gets done it's like woo i don't know I, that's just how i'm thinking about it but anyways on october 3rd 1st 1993 heather and her two co-workers she she drove around with two other guys in the car they pulled up to circus circus casino like any other day leading up to a big weekend Heather's job was to drop the two guys off where they would service an ATM. She would pull her vehicle to the back of Circus Circus where she would pick those two guys up and then go on to the next casino. But this particular day, Heather drove away with all the money, leaving her two co-workers wondering what the heck happened to her. Oh, my God. The two guys actually thought that she got lost. They said she's kind of ditz and not like the best driver. Um, but after time went on and they were just standing there twiddling their thumbs, um, they finally got a little bit worried and thought Heather probably got robbed herself, kidnapped, taken, and even murdered. But as we know, that is not what happened. Heather drove straight to the warehouse where she met Roberto and they started unpacking $3.1 million. They filled boxes like big boxes with cash, a couple suitcases. Roberto quickly took those boxes and shipped them to an address in Miami. And they carried just a couple of suitcases filled with cash. There was some that they could not fit into what they needed. So they left behind a few thousand dollars in just dollar bills. Heather quickly changed into an old lady outfit with a gray wig, like an Afghan a wheelchair and Roberto um, dressed as a doctor 
and they headed to the private airport where they boarded a plane to Denver. It's so Ocean's Eleven, except it's like Ocean's Two. Right. Right. (laughs) So they actually did a test run just weeks before where she was the nurse and Roberto was the patient on a on a private flight so they could see if like it would if it all would work out. Um, But they knew that she knew that they would be looking for her because it was her vehicle. And so she had to she had to disguise herself and they did it. They made it. They made their escape. By the time they were already wheels up fleeing Vegas, the police and the FBI were just getting word of this armored truck being gone. Um, And what they thought was Heather got hijacked and she was the one in danger. Yeah. Where was the armored truck parked where they leave it? In that warehouse that they rented that was like the fake armored vehicle repair. Oh, yeah. They did that because they were like, if anybody sees an armored vehicle pulling in here, nobody's going to think twice about it because that's what we do. We reinforce steel or something. I mean, they're pretty smart. Yeah. Yeah. It's very well thought out. Yeah. So the FBI starts looking fiercely and they immediately search her apartment. She and they didn't take much. Right. They you know, they were. They were out of there with like two suitcases of cash, not any clothes or anything like that. Maybe a couple outfits. But so the apartment didn't look disheveled or empty. Um, their whole sacramental voodoo shit was still there. Um, and sorry if that is offensive to anybody. I'm sorry. It's not meant to be offensive. OK, if you're into sex magic, go you. She did leave a little note for her biological mother that said goodbye. It said something like, I most likely will never see you again, but don't fret. We were never really friends anyways. Oh, because I think she did. I know it is. And I think she had kind of gotten in touch with her mom um, in California. And I'm thinking it didn't kind of probably go the way that she thought it was going to go. So. Um, they did, they did think that there was some strange stuff in there, but they didn't even know at first that she was with Roberto. It took a while to piece everything together because he wasn't going by the name Roberto Solis, you know? Right. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. 
Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. As FBI started interviewing people, they got info that the two were on their way to California and then to Mexico. They gave someone some forwarding address to San Diego where they said if anything came there for them, they could mail it there. They talked about Mexico to a few people and they had some brochures of Mexico in their apartment. Um... But other than that, they were real private people and they weren't in Vegas very long. So nobody really knew anything about them. Even her coworkers that she was like with every single day said she asked a lot of questions about them, but they didn't really know anything about her. And it took two weeks for them to find that Loomis vehicle. The owner, and it only happened in the owner of the warehouse. Yeah, isn't that crazy? The owner of the warehouse went and said that he was like, I haven't seen those tenants for a while. So he went to go check the place and he saw the truck that he's been seeing on the news. So he called authorities and sure enough, there it was. And they pulled some fingerprints and Roberto's fingerprints popped right up. And they knew it was a big job planned and executed. The FBI tried real hard to find them. Um, but they were always kind of one step ahead of them. They did figure out that they went to Miami and not to Mexico. That was just like a, a ploy, you know, like a, like a trying to divert yeah. where, yeah, yeah. distraction. Um, they had IDs, new names, new digs, and Roberto and Heather were free with a shit ton of money. Gretchy, are you really free when you run from the FBI? No. I don't think so. They traveled around. She changed her appearance. Um, She had to have a real low profile because, dude, people were looking for her. Roberto actually kept her pretty holed up while he went shopping, found stuff, did all the, like, things she was kind of kept inside and after Roberto got all that money he also started getting more women 
seemed his queen had given up her crown real quick and she was kind of lower on his totem pole, if you know what I mean. So Heather got pregnant with Roberto's baby. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And even that did not keep Roberto in love with Heather. So she quickly realizes that he doesn't love her and all the money in the world doesn't really matter. She was alone with the baby. Baby daddy's having other women. And so guess what Heather does? What? She leaves his ass because she's pretty used to leaving people. You know, she's done it before. So she flees to Amsterdam with her baby. She takes a little bit of money, but not much. I mean, what she says, and I believe her, is that she she just wanted out, you know? And so she took enough to get herself to Amsterdam and have something for a minute, but um, and probably pay for this passport she got. But she did get, she did obtain a passport from um, a British citizen and a baby passport for her son. And Heather became Donna and her baby became Dylan. She needed money. So she turned to sex working for a while. And then she became a hotel maid. Not much is known about her life in Amsterdam other than she found a man who raised Dylan as his own, loved Heather, took care of their family. Um, But as her passport was coming to expire 10 years after they got it, she started freaking out. So she was not living like a free woman at all. She was always looking over her back because she was on the FBI's most wanted list and she was the number one woman they were looking for. Yeah. She was on like that show looking for her. Yeah. So the anxiety, I think, wore on her and Heather did, in my opinion, the unthinkable, especially having a 10-year-old child. She contacted an attorney in the U.S. that dealt with cases like hers or somewhat like hers, and she made her way home. She left her son to be raised by this guy that she met in Amsterdam. And on September 12, 2005, Heather turned herself in. She was remorseful, but she also claims that Roberto brainwashed her with his sex magic. And that he hypnotized her in her sleep by playing weird shit while she slept. Her defense claimed that Roberto knew from the moment that he met her that she was putty in his hands. And I believe that to be true. Yeah. I think she knew what she was doing. I think she was vulnerable. Do I think she deserves to be in prison for 50 plus years? Do you think? Well, I do think she needs to serve time. I mean, being manipulated is not a defense in, like, my book. 
So the prosecution did not think that she needed to be in jail for that long. They only charged her for one count of bank embezzlement, one count of credit union embezzlement, and one count of possession of a fraudulent obtained passport, which resulted in the maximum sentence of 63 months in prison. And that's what she got. She pled guilty to those three. And she was also ordered to pay Loomis back and restitution for basically the rest of her life. Or yeah, until she's she going to do that. Until she comes up with three million bucks. Actually, it's like 2.9 something. How is she going to do that? Well, her first payments came from a couple of interviews that she did with the media right away in like 2005. She was released from prison in 2010. So she only served five years of that sentence. She has only done like, she did Dateline, okay? And I think that's where she got some money, but you cannot find this girl anywhere. Like she is, she really is a master in disguise. She is. She's got to write a book. I know. So. Make some money. How? Yeah, she should. Sell the life rights. So there's a movie. It's a, it's a good one. So the reason I know about this is because there is a Netflix called Heist. Okay, it's a show, and she is the first person that they talk about on the show. And I found it fascinating because it's like so up our alley, right? Yeah. Um, and I find her fascinating, and I find this whole story crazy bananas because she was yeah. 21 years old, and then she came yeah. back, and she's still only in her 40s, dude. So yeah, she's still young, you know. She's not old. Her son is 19, I think, or 20 now, just graduated college. I can't find any of them. I know this because of this Netflix special. The Netflix special is pretty good. I found a lot of additional details, but basically what they do is they retell the Dateline and her talking on Dateline verbatim, but they play it with actors. So the person that talks as her is an actor pretending to be her, and then they show, they show, they have two other, or like they have a whole cast of actors, but they have two other actors acting as her as a young person and, and um, Roberto doing all the stuff. Pretty okay. cool. Like I, I enjoyed it. Um, if you guys want to watch it, it. Okay. It so is... what gives with Roberto? What happened to him? Dude. Okay. So Roberto has never been found. No. And he would be 75. Mm -hmm. I think that he's probably living in Spain or Portugal, living his best life with the rest of the money. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I think you could. He would fit in perfectly there. Nobody would think anything as long as, you know, I mean, you'd probably don't even need a passport. Who knows? Like I said, her son graduated high school. I'm sure he's got to be thinking like, what the hell? My name is not even Dylan. <laughs> my, like, my mom did what? Yeah. My dad is who? Yeah. It's got to be bananas. Um, that's nuts. That's the, the story of Heather Tallchief. Okay, Heather Tallchief. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where she is. Who knows? Who knows? Okay. She did 
she did have to do, I think, five more years of probation or whatever after she got out. So that's till 2015. So, no. Okay. Sure. So is that a WAP? That's a WAP. That's a WAP at a WAP do. You guys, thank you for all of your um, reviews. I see some coming in. That's really nice on Apple. Thank you so much. Um, if you guys want to follow us on Instagram, we would really like it. Also, our Facebook group um, and our keto. Patreon. You Patreon is where it's on. What is it? Oh, Patreon. Yes, I actually just listened to our Patreon episode this morning. I really enjoyed it. I love <laughs> listening myself. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, so funny. Patreon.com forward slash Housewives of True Crime. Gretchen is giving a bonus crime this week on um, Kaysom. Yeah, Casey Kaysom. Casey and- Kaysom. So that'll be It's certainly worth a listen. I have found some stuff that is not super available. Okay. Good to know. Um, and I know you have to pick up your kids right this second. So I'm going to clink, clink, and I will talk to you uh, later. Okay. Later. Going to the Thanks, carpool guys. line. Just like the intro. Oh. <laughs> Talking crime in the carpool line. Thank God we have carpool lines again.